Welcome back to Aliyah Yami. Today we're going to be learning together Ha'azinu Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Ha'azinu. The topic of today is Hashem ignoring Israel. Our Aliyah is nine Pesukim Lon ranging from Pergolami Bey's Yud Test to Chof Zion. And the basic summary of Aliyah is as follows. Hashem sees all of this, all of this referring to the last Aliyah, how Israel became fat and abandoned Hashem, and Hashem became angry. He said, I'm going to hide my face from them because they are a rebellious generation. They angered me with something which isn't even a power. Israel was serving all kinds of ridiculous pagan de- deities. So I'll anger them with something which is not a nation, a disgusting people. A fire burns in Hashem, consuming down to the netherworld. I, Hashem says, I'll bring upon them evil. I'll finish my arrows upon them. Famine, disease, beasts of the field will be sent against them. From the outside world, uh, the outside the sword will consume. And from the inside fear, people will be huddled together in their houses. I'll scatter them and distribute them among the diaspora. Were it not for the hidden enemy, anger of the enemy, lest they not, not say that it was them. Were doing it. They are a nation of missing missing knowledge and ideas. They are a nation Very sad description of what's going on over here. A few basics. When does this Aliyah take place? When is it referring to? So Rashi says a lot of the terminology refers to the destruction of the base of Migdash because the description of that he will burn up the foundations of the mountains refers to the mountains around Yerushalayim. So referring to the, the, those years leading up to the destruction. Who are this enemy? Rashi's, uh, this Beloyam, this no, no nation, is going to be. So Rashi says Beloyam refers to the Chaldeans. That's the Babylonians. And what's going Naval? Naval means disgusting nation. Refers to the heretics. Could be referring to a later time in Jewish history as well. What does it mean a nation without Emun? Bonim loy Emun bom. Many people translate this as emunah. People, the children do not have emunah, faithfulness in, uh, to Hashem. However, the Sifre quotes Rabbi Dusta ben Yehudu who says, "Is a generation without the word Amen. It's a generation that refuses to say Amen." Takes us to a pasuk in Yirmiyahu, Perikud Aleph, pasuk Hey, where we're told that Hashem says about Yirmiyahu, Hashem said, "I wanted to bring you. I wanted to give you, make an oath to bring you to this nation." Hashem, and Yirmiyahu says, "Amen." The Midrash says, "No one up to this point had really said Amen. No one had really accepted like Yirmiyahu accepted the word of God." What does that mean? So Soloveitchik says that we missed the opportunities to ratify Hashem in our lives, the blessings and the challenges of, that Hashem brought to our lives. We refuse to ratify it. You know, and Rav Soloveitchik talks about, uh, in the Kinos, he talks about the importance of saying Amen when one hears brachos, when one's in shul, and he points out, halachically speaking, if a person doesn't say Amen, that, that could, if there's not enough people, could void the Chazar Sashat, it could vo- void the actual repetition of the Shemona Esra. It reminds me, one time I was at a, at a, at a wedding, not just one time, unfortunately, but uh, at a, at a Chassan's Tish. And a Chassan's Tish is unique that there's lots of food around, and people are also often Davin Mincha. And I just remember the, sort of the image of during the Chazar Sashat of a person with you know a beef-filled, steak-filled plate stuffing his face as the Chazar Sashat is going on. You know, and you know, sort of, the, or, or everybody else is saying, "Amen." That that's 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 what it means when it says, People don't have "Amen." They're not willing because, in a certain sense, what you're essentially saying is, is those ideas that are being talked about now are more important ideas to be talking about or eating right now. Unfortunately, that's that's the, the, what seems to be conveyed. Rabbi Benjamin Blech um, says in his Agada a very beautiful idea, which also relates to the word "Amen," and that is, is that the Rambam talks about how there are thirteen axioms of faith. However, the the, the, the um, Rav Yosef Alboy um, actually argues 
on the Rambam. It says they can all be summarized in three basic ideas. All the 13 can be put into three columns. One is belief in God, that's the first five, then Torah Minash Shamaim, up to number nine, and then Skarv Onish, reward and punishment. Those are the three ideas. So Rav, Rav Blech points out that the word Amen actually is an acronym for the words Kel Melech Neiman, which is exactly those three ideas. Kel is the existence of God, Melech, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands us, this Torah, and then Neiman, he's, he's faithful to pay back, he's faithful to give reward, and that's what we say Amen. Every time we say Amen, we're referring to the three axiomatic principles which summarize all of Jewish faith. If we don't have that, if we're not willing to say that, we're missing something in our actual belief in God, our very basics of what Judaism means itself. Another question that Aliyah is, what does it mean, Afehem? Hashem says, I will Afehem. That's a strange word. Rashi says, it could mean for the word Pe'ah, to be a corner. I'll leave them as a leftover. Another option is, he says, I will make him the recipient of the wrath of God from the word Af. However, he quotes the Unculus who says, it's three words, Afehem. In my anger, I'll ask, where are they? Ahem, where are they? Because they will be obliterated. Rav Saratskin in those nine Torah has a very unique understanding of this. He quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, which describes that at a certain time in history, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come to the patriarchs and say, look, I've, I've done a balance sheet of all the crimes and all the, the merits of the nation of Israel. It doesn't add up. They're really in debt. It doesn't seem like they're willing, they're, 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 they're going to be likely to survive. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu says, Timoch al Hashem, that let them be, Yimoch al Hashem, let them be obliterated based on Kiddush Hashem because they, they don't, they've given an alternative. He comes to Yaakov, you know, Yaakov says the same thing. And finally he comes to Yitzhak and Yitzhak, you know, pleads on their behalf and makes a deal with HaKadosh Baruch Hu how Hashem should spare them. What's interesting about that is, says the Saratskin, that this word Afehem perhaps is Al Derech Drush is a Rosh Eteva is an acronym for that. The word Afehem is Eshal Pi Avram Yaakov Horeim Molidehem. I will ask their patriarchs, Avram and Yaakov, who will ultimately say that they should be destroyed before coming to Yitzhak. Um, finally, what is this business of the anger of the enemy at the end of the Aliyah? The, the Pesach says, Lulei kas oyev agur. We're not for the gathered anger of the enemy. Um, so Rashi explains that the reason why Hashem does not take the punishment any further than He actually does is because the enemy will misinterpret this and will think it's because they are successful rather than they being the tool of Hashem's retribution. That being the case, Hashem does not want it to go that far and, uh, and will pull back even though perhaps Israel would be more deserving, God forbid. This concludes the fourth alien. In the meantime, a wonderful and meaningful.